a part of me has a very sentimental like attachment to it because I've realized what his story is and I don't think he tells it half as well as he could do on this album. I gotta come back at the narrative that he's not um like a great rapper basically. To what extent is he is his message essentially just I guess the American dream repackaged for the black community? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to start anyway. Um, so as far as as far as this album goes, I'm going to give it a 4.1 out of 5. Um, I think like for me, um, I wasn't one of those people that kind of jumped on the Nipsey bandwagon from the very beginning. I more so came more into him around the time in which he passed away. So I never really kind of followed him throughout his entire journey. So my connection with his music isn't as sentimental as maybe others is. But um, nonetheless, I think um, this is a great body of work. I think this is, I think this is, um, this is like, this is someone who for me isn't the greatest MC, isn't the best MC, but has something to say. And what he has to say has touched, um, you know, the hearts of millions, which is why when he passed, it has such a massive impact um, because I think people really felt what it is that um, he said and resonated a lot with his message. And um, I don't think the music was too great on this album, but um, it's a thing where, like, what he had to say touched me, you know, and um, which is why I, I give it I give it that rating four point one out of five. Um, hi, I'm Hannah. Um, I will give this album a three out of five. Um, the reason why, well, for me, I think this is for me. Nipsey, I started listening to him about twelve years ago, twelve thirteen years ago, and I've kind of seen him evolve over the t um, like over the years and things like that. And if we're thinking about this album purely from just music and if I were to sell someone on this um sell someone on Nipsey this definitely wouldn't be, wouldn't be the album but I think a part of me has a very sentimental like attachment to it because I've realized what his story is and I don't think he tells it half as well as he could do on this album um but yeah like I kind of agree with you Jordan it wasn't the greatest body of work music wise but you do hear nuggets of his story and I think if you know him if you've known him for a long time it will start to make sense but this album in particular I'll give it a three out of five and I think it's previous ones if you go back you'd probably rate them a lot higher and have a little less grace for this yeah hey everyone I'm Liam um I would rate this album a five out of five I was I respect their opinion so far, but I'll, uh, they are like slightly surprising to me because just because for me personally, I think it it's like a perfect album front to back. Um, I think it's really cinematic. I think it caps off like if you've been, as you were saying, like if you've kind of grown with this, um, you know, Nipsey as an artist, his journey over a long time, like this kind of caps off um a particular point in his career and like really like even like that the name of the album like really cements that whole um marathon concept and at the same time like i think he's more underrated as a rapper i think there's like nuggets on this album where like the rapping is really like to a high standard like i'm thinking about the verses on dedication or like the last verse of um young niggas as well like yeah, I'll, I'm surprised by those um, opinions, but I'll give it a five out of five straight. Um, and I'll be interested to hear what everyone else thinks. Sorry to disappoint you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, yeah, so I'm Mike. Um, yeah, I come across Nip late 08 um, when he was sort of starting up, but didn't follow him. I didn't take to him. Um, at that time. For me, I was always interested in the um, other West Coast artists who were coming up. Kendrick, 
uh, Casey and uh, Dom Kennedy, all of them guys. Um, not saying I was hating on Nip, I was just saying he just wasn't my flavour. Uh, he wasn't my cup of tea. Nonetheless, um, this was a great, w- it was an alright album, I'll give it four stars because he brought a lot of raw energy, I felt. Um, <coughs> that last track, that uh, what was it? The one that featured uh, Belly and uh, Dom Kennedy, you know. It's brilliant. Double up. Uh, double, up. double up, yeah. It's brilliant because um, it shows how far Nipsey's come. Um, uh, Jordan used the word e- evolved as an artist. No, no, my sister over here used the word evolved as an artist. Yeah, he's he's come so far that he's surpassed Dom Kennedy, which is just, you know, um, shocking. But then again, Dom did fall off, I ain't going to lie. Uh, hello, I'm Idris. I will give this album a five out of five. Um, when I was I was aware of Nipsey Hussle before Victory Lab, but uh, similar to to my brother here, I wasn't really like following him on the regular. I was more aware of him for his interviews and his wisdom and his you know the game that he was kicking as opposed to his music per se. So when Victory Lab dropped, it was an opportunity for me to almost bask in his musicality and his discography and then I went back to do kind of like my due diligence because I appreciated Victory Lab so much so much and I felt like similar to what Liam said it's almost like a a roundup a milestone in his journey and so much of the story that he shares in there are like you you understand the larger picture if you if you go back and you you listen to his previous song like Blue Lace for example the fact that it's a part two and then you have another song in there that's part three so all of his previous songs you have part one and two in there listening to those ones made this album so much more poignant and the uh, the sense of celebration on this album the sense of uh, uh, achievement that is, is 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 imbued in it like the fact that he is very very boastful but still very confident and very mature and just that wisdom that he exudes and that literally every song is something that you can learn from him i just can't and then the musicality of the mu- of the of the album as well i've listened to this album in very various settings and the album is so well done musically that i can't rate it less than the 5.5 because i listened to it front to back multiple times in different settings and i've always enjoyed it even now, like the listening experience here wasn't the greatest, but I was still able to appreciate how well done the album was. So yeah, definitely five out of five, out of five for me. Hi, um, I'm Princess. I'm not sure if you can actually hear me. Um, yeah, so I'm more of a. I think I was aware of Nipsey's almost persona and his like charisma, and I guess aware of him as like a yes, as an artist, but not at, not necessarily like his actual body of work. So apart from I think for the past I think around the time of his death and then sort of being introduced to his music and then obviously the listening party today so I'm very much coming at this with like I know someone I know two people now said five out of five so I was struggling I was like 3.9999 recurring maybe or a four um I think for me it just comes down to one, I'd say I rate it highly in terms of his levels of honesty and you you definitely see that being imbued in I guess in this album and you can tell that it's it's coming from the heart and it's coming from like a real place. It's it's not like when you listen to something you're like actually this isn't this isn't real or maybe this used to be your old life and you're not quite in the game still. Um so for the honesty, for the musicality as well, I think I probably err on the side of liking lyricism, liking like that element of elevated rap style. So that's probably where my bias is coming in. But yeah, I'd say 3.999 recurring or four. <laughs> but yeah. Hi guys, um, I'm Ants. Uh, for me, I think the album is just motivation, really. Um, I first heard of it when um, I used to go to a restaurant and then they closed for like a refurb. And every time I'd go past, the guy would be working in there and he'd be playing like this album. And I was just like, every time I'd go and listen to a bit more, went away and started listening to a bit more of his music. And I thought, okay. Do you know what I mean? He he kind of stands out a little bit, and then once you, once you learn like his, he, once you hear him speak, then you kind of connect with him a, a little bit more because he kind of shows that intelligence. And if I think if you're someone who's trying to get somewhere in life, you can relate to it because you can, 
use that as a motivation. Um, so yeah, I think for me, yeah, definitely that kind of, that pulled, pulled on something. Um, I wouldn't say where it falls, falls down, but it took me a while to kind of get to know that. Like I'd heard of him years ago. Um, I couldn't really say to someone, oh, listen to this song, you'll be so impressed. I'd probably have to say, listen to these three songs and hear the story or um, listen to the, you know, the, the beat selection on this or the, the melodies on this or the features on this. So it's kind of hard to, to pick out one thing and say, right, this is what he, he kind of stands for in this song. Um, you kind of have to listen to it as, as a body of work or, you know, four or five songs. So yeah, um, I think yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty much it where I stand. Oh, did I give a score? I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think because of that, um, personally, I would say I, I would say a four, and only because um, I know like you listen to music; it's a personal thing. But if if I kind of want to show someone else, it doesn't really have standout standout songs, which. I know not everyone's trying to achieve and I don't think he's really trying to achieve that but just to kind of spread it a little bit more um yeah I'd say a four hi guys thanks for having me I'm Stefan um so I'm going to judge it on how much I enjoyed the album no science behind it just how much I enjoyed it um and um your your taste for music changes right like what you want out of music changes as you grow so when I first heard this album my what I wanted out of music was very different. I had a very shallow taste in music. Um, and I heard it and I was like, and I'd been listening to Nip for a while, but never really taken him in deeply. So I heard the album when it first came out. I was like, have you made us wait this long for this? I weren't really, I weren't connecting with it. Um, but just life's happened. I'm in a, in a lot more mature state. Um, I'm on my own marathon, you know? So I listen to it now and it really, really resonates with me. Um, just, and when you know his story more, that adds so much more weight to it. You know, if you understand the situation he had with the studio when he was producing the album, when you understand that, I think real big, he had, he had that track planned from like five or so years before. Um, and it's everything he overcame to get to that point. Um, but I know some people say it's about the music itself. I think the production's brilliant. Um, he brought in a, um, a few different people I think some bands, I can't remember their names, but he really went to work on the production and it shows in Blue Laces too. That is one of the most beautiful rap tracks I've ever heard. Um, Young Niggas as well. Um, he even consulted um, Diddy on Rap Niggas just to kind of tune it up a bit. So he put a lot of effort into it and I, for me it shows in the quality of the album. So I'd give it a solid four out of five. Um, and the reason why I wouldn't give it a full five is because the albums that I have given a five, I've enjoyed more than this album. But yeah, it thoroughly deserves a four for me. Yep, my name's Daniel. Um, I find it hard to to rate this album. Um, I was going to be objective and say a 4.5, but I'm going to back my brother Liam <laughs> and give it the five that I really wanted to give it. And the reason why I, I kind of... The reason why... I struggle to uh, rate this album is because, you know, it's kind of been spoken about before. It's like Nipsey Hussle is, he, he I don't know, he, he's kind of like a phenomenon. His thing is more than just the music. You know, he's prolific, so gifted. He's the type that's going to go get it. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so, like, I mean, you know, this album is, it's kind of like the culmination of his life, right? Because he called it the victory lap. Like, and so it was, everything was building up to this moment. And ironically, it was his victory lap. It was his last moment, right? And on top of that was, you know, he passed and, you know, all the emotions around what happened to him when he passed. And, and I think like his brother said as well, you're like, depending on where you are in your life, his message it's, it's, it's beyond just music. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in 2018, I was going through a really hard time and this is something that kind of motivated me to go through that. So, um, you know, it's even though he's not the most lyrical rapper or lyrical MC, depending on who you are as a person and your character and what you've done, 
you could say the most simplest thing and it could be more impactful because of who you are or whoever's saying it, right? So um, so for me and how I felt and the, all the emotions around what happened and I think the musicality was great. I think the speaker was terrible. But um, <laughs> I think that, you know, even the visuals in the videos, the cin- the, someone else said it was cinematic. I think the whole culmination of everything um, of what Nipsey Hussle is and what he stands for and what his journey was in the movement, I'd have to give it a 5.5. I think what's, I think what's um, pretty interesting is obviously um, Nipsey Hussle is no longer with us. Um, but when um, he, but when news broke that he, you know, passed away, um, that the impact of it was like enormous. Like he was on BBC One, he was on ITV News, you know, to where um, I guess the impact was disproportionate to how big his audience probably was um, at the time, you know. But do you think, or is it a case that um, people are holding themselves very tightly to this album because of it tying in with his passing? Or do you think that it's a good album outside of that as well? I kind of think it's a good album outside of that, just by the fact that the time when I heard it, I was more into UK music. So it would take a lot for a US album or US artist to kind of resonate and, um, do you know what I mean, cross over. And then another thing is there was, um, I think it was called the Ends Festival and he was booked He was booked to, to come over to there and I got my ticket straight away and I was saying, right, we got to go for Nipsey Hustle. do you know what I mean? And obviously that didn't, that didn't go ahead, but it kind of shows that, okay, he's reached... I know, I know he's sort of been international already, but he was kind of headlining in the UK for like one of the first times. So I think at that point, he'd actually, you know, he'd reached a crossover point. So yeah, due to the quality of the music. I agree. Uh, I definitely feel like his, the greatness of this album existed beyond the fact that he was, he met his untimely uh, death um, afterwards because when when this album was nominated for the Grammy, the reaction was very much like, wow, it deserves to win um, in terms of the authenticity that he was bleeding onto this album and how rich he was in like, the, the wisdom and the, the, the gems as, a, as an entrepreneur, as an ambitious person that he was sharing on this album. It, was, it resonated with the whole hip-hop community way before his passing. So I definitely feel like the album is able to stand on its own whether he was alive or not in terms of being that um, yeah, that uh, shadow of the term. I would say, like the, the the music hasn't changed, right? The lyrics haven't changed since he's passed. It's still the same message, um, and that has its own standalone intrinsic quality. But I just think him passing has brought more people to the message. We've had a pandemic. We've had um, uh, BLM. So all sorts of things have happened and life's just been hard generally for people. So that message has been felt more. But um, there were people that were riding to that message before. Yeah. Even before the album, people have been riding to Nipsey's message. I just feel like so much shit has happened where that message has really appealed to more people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can argue that that in itself is the quality of music. Yeah. That it can appeal to people at different states of their life and different generations. Um, I don't think you can call it an album a classic overnight. You do need to give it a chance to mature. Yeah. Um, and I think his album has matured, definitely. I think you are right with both um, sides of the question. I will say that um, this is a good album. Yeah, it, it definitely deserved its nomination. But I'll be honest with you, I say that because I am looking at it through the prism of this is a great artist who has now passed on. So I want to pay special attention to to this project to know what was their thought process you know um towards the end of like, like their creative um thought process towards the end of their life you yeah know, that sort of thing um and we know that when an artist passes on um their work the uh, the value of their work goes up increases you know 
we look at their first project and then we look at their last project, you know, and we sorry, and we um, you know compare the two, and then in, um, interest in both projects just shoots through the roof. This is a I said this already. This is a good album, but would I pay attention to it if Nipsey was still with us? Would I s still be saying that? Probably not. It's fair. It's yeah, yeah. It's fair. It's great album. Great but album. But is it, is it, is it a thing then that, with time, that Nipsey is going to be more known for his message than the music itself, or do you think um, the music itself will precede um, Nipsey when he's when he's discussed? Can I just interject? When you say his message, you mean him advocating for um, resisting um, what's the word um, violence within the like um, coming together for entrepreneurial. You know, very very good point actually. Like, what is Nipsey's? What is Nipsey's actual message? I think his message is multifaceted, to be honest, and I think that is what is unique about Nipsey. Yeah, I don't. To my recognition, there isn't another rapper. I would say is like Nipsey in mm -hmm. the way that he's balanced, you know, because you could say, okay, he's a, he's a gang rapper. He raps a lot about being a crip, you yep. know, uh, Nip the Crip and, um, and, you know, gang life also, but he doesn't just rap about gang life. He also raps about like the coming together of, you know, Crips and Bloods and things like that. So he's got that lane. He's got also you know, the entrepreneurial side of things. And he's also, you know, not only, let's go back to the, the gang thing, not only is he known as being in the gang, but also being respected in the gang and working with the gangs. And bridging them together. Yeah. Like the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah, exactly. And then the entrepreneurial side, he's known as an entrepreneur. And the entrepreneurial side, everybody knows his journey of, you know, selling socks and underwear till he made money to end up buying his own strip mall. And then, he ended up, you know, doing so many different ventures and different things like that. So there's that facet of him. There's also like, you know, the community activist side of him. He did a lot of things in the community. He built the, you know, the, what is it? The, the technology center for the community and things like that. Um, so there's so many different angles and levels to him. And, you know, even the way that he raps in such a motivational way, I don't know of personally of any rapper that raps in that sort of motivational way. Most rappers rap, like brag about themselves, how good and great they are. But with him, I think there's really a message of, I've done it and you can do it too. Yeah. That yeah, I don't yeah. really get from a lot of other rappers. So I don't think he has one specific message to be honest. Got you. Yeah, I do feel like Nipsey is definitely multifaceted. And I think as well, he's a bit of a, um, he's a bit of a Robin Hood in his community. Um, well, just in general, I think that's why he kind of like, um, he kind of likes to compare himself to Tupac yeah. um, a lot because I think, especially when he came out, came up in an era when like LA came up with a lot of um, feel good rappers like Overdose, Pac Div, Dom Kennedy, Casey Veggies, and nobody was really, nobody was really carrying that kind of like gangster LA rap like Nipsey was at the time. And um, I think that kind of like, you know, what makes him stand out as well in the era in which he did. And like you said, he's very motivational as well. And he's very much like, um, he does talk a lot about how he is so intellectual because he grew up in a family where there were really big advocates for reading. And that's something that his partner, Lauren, always speaks about. And he was always very weary of becoming too preachy in the community. And he always wanted to have that balance of appearing like he could resonate with his people, but also wanting to send across a really strong message. And I think he does kind of balance that out really well. And I think it's hard to tell just by looking at him because he just looks with, he has like so many chains on and he just looks like someone who's talking about gang life and advocating for it. But I think if you really pay attention, he is trying his hardest to bring that message to as many people as possible. Um, so yeah. I think it's, um, it's interesting, um, the, the comparison of Tupac, because he's, Tupac is probably, or Nipsey's the person who reminds me of Tupac the most mm. in the sense of um, what Nipsey stands for kind of overrides the actual musical output of um, the, the, the artists themselves. I was just going to say, in terms of what, uh, what is Nipsey's message, I think 
for me at least it was about being authentic i think nipsey basically he wore his heart on his sleeves everywhere he was going he was himself he always presented himself as nipsey hustle the nuanced human being because he was yes definitely a gangbanger but he definitely also was a an intellectual he was an entrepreneur he was a, a community activist he cared about his community but he also wanted to he put he wanted to pull his community out of where they were without necessarily um coming across as being like a severe complex or anything like that he was like i'm one of you guys i'm, I'm i've been where you are i i've seen i, I, I know better i've grown up in a, in a way and i want to share that with the rest of the community so his authenticity was something that definitely allowed him to relate to people outside of his immediate gang as well because he has his bar where he says i have respect in the hundred set and i think as a as a man as a gangbanger regardless of his colors people could feel his realness yeah and that's one thing that translated regardless of what he was wearing so his authenticity and his uh his humility and as well as just his realness was what i think was the message because when he passed many people who didn't know his um his catalog could relate to his story the fact that he was someone who came from regular upbringing um he managed great um accomplishment in his lifetime and he was taken so soon because everyone was was able to see the potential that he had in terms of where his life trajectory was going yeah yeah, yeah. so that was very much what made everybody hurt to find out we could like of everyone else we could see he was on the right path to success and he was succeeding already but so much more was to come yeah. and that was that's what we were robbed of um I, I think he answers this question himself actually on i think is it crenshaw and slawson where he says I'm, I'm not a poet i'm a poem yeah you know and and music is a medium so he's a he's a messenger right and he uses music as a medium like he's he's not a rapper. He just says on the on the track, "I'm nothing like you rap niggas." Okay, so he's not he's not boxing himself in. And I, we always have to remember that of Nipsey. Okay, he he was a messenger, and he wasn't just a preacher. His message was himself, his behaviors. He was in the community. You could talk to Nipsey at his store. Okay, like and and that for me is his message. He was he was very much a man centered in his community, giving back to his community. Um, I don't really feel the Tupac comparison. And, and I know he's done that comparison himself. I think he was, um, this might be controversial, more authentic than Tupac. I feel like Tupac played a position, put on a persona. Nipsey was really- Yeah, more authentic. Life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I just think he's a messenger. I think we, let's not get too caught up on him being a rapper. I know we're here to obviously critique his music, but just understand that music is a medium for what he's trying to do. Um, and we have to take that into account when we're observing his music. So you're saying that we need to um, set like a different criteria for him as we would for maybe like a Kendrick, a J. Cole or... or I like. think they're messengers to an extent as well. Um, I must but, but, I think, but I think when we kind of talk about these these MCs, we're also talking about their technical um, yeah. kind of capacity as yeah. well. Something which Nipsey, some, a conversation which Nipsey doesn't really stray too much. In. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I take that point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's doing something different. Um, although Kendrick and J. Cole would probably say we're trying to deliver a message as well. Um, I don't know. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about judging him on a different standard? Sorry, I'm taking over. Yeah, go do your questions. thing. <laughs> um, um, so I kind of think tonight could have just been called Nipsey Hustle, it didn't have to be Victory Lap because if I look at it and I look, since I've gone back and I've looked at his work, like I listened to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the first, is it the first Blue Laces? Not the first Blue Laces. Um, I think it was the first Blue Laces, but I actually thought it was better than the second one. I don't know, no, it's not Blue Laces then, it's one of them where the first one's better than the second one. Yeah, so the first one, the first one's better than the second one. So I'm kind of thinking, well, He's not, um, I wouldn't say he's not improved, but he was already a, an, elite, an elite yeah, artist. Yeah, like he's got his craft and he's just working on it, working on it, choosing different beats and putting a, a project together. But like lyrically, he's, he hasn't changed too much. 
even though he's really good, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the second thing is, when, when we're sort of talking about motivation, I kind of watched something and they said, um, this was like way back in 2018 or 2017. They said, uh, yeah, it's probably 2017. They said he's like, he's the West Coast Meek Mill. And for that kind of just kind of put me off him for a while <laughs> because I didn't really, like I said, I hadn't connected with him that much. And I was just like, oh, okay, he's just coming down that line, you know, doing things, giving out free trainers and stuff like that for the, you know, trying to get, you know, popular or whatever. I didn't really, I didn't really listen to any of his interviews or hear him speak. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, what does everyone, everyone's opinion of that? comparing him to Meek Mill in terms of motivation and, and things like that. Uh, I, yeah, no, the real, the Meek Mill take us like nah, nah. But I think the the two pack um, comparison is very interesting. I mean, um, I would say I would say that Nipsey is a better two pack than two pack, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I think two packs thing, two packs thing is mostly based on hype. I think. And he was caught in the vacuum. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, he's, he, he's, he's a great icon of the culture, but musically he was never really rated like that, if you're honest. Like, most of the time that, you know, you know, he, he people, a lot of people class him, interesting you say he's not a, he's not a poet, he's not a poet, he's a poem. Yeah. I think a lot of people view Tupac as a poet rather than a rapper. Yeah, and then even a lot of his music, you know, a, a good lot of it is not that good. Like most of his music, like you listen to the one good verse that he made, and then he's got some back row brethren that wants to come and spit some dead verse on the rest of the song. You have to kind of <laughs> skip the rest of the track, you know. So I think that, you know, the the, the comparison, <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> like when when people think of Tupac and they think that yeah, he's a messenger and he speaks out about injustice in the community. When you really think about what he actually did, I think a lot of people will struggle to think what did Tupac actually do other than speak the message. Whereas I think with Nipsey, he speaks the message and you can point to him actually doing the things that he speaks about. Yeah. So I would say that, yeah, as it's been said before, he, before he's a more authentic Tupac than Tupac, if that makes sense. Cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm low-key here for the Meek Mill comparison. I'll tell you why, right? <laughs> wait, wait, hear it out. Like... They are probably, um, the comparison probably starts and ends at they're really big in their hoods. Like Meek yeah. is massive in Philly, like the impact they have on their communities. And he does to an extent, maybe not as much as Nipsey, rap some motivational stuff. I think on Championship, he did switch it up. I know this is not about Meek, by the way. Yeah. But there is a comparison in terms of definitely how important they are to their communities. They are both authentic. They are both from the hood. And they're both still in the hood. Although Meek did actually come out and say what he learned from Nipsey is that um, you, you can't stay in the hood and survive. Like, you've got to get out. Um, so, yeah, I think there is a small, small comparison. don't know if anyone else agrees. Or I, I, think that's, I think that's really interesting, though, like um, what you just said there, actually, in terms of um, Nipsey, I guess, dying in the same community that he, um, that he contributed towards so much like is is there is there like a parable is there like a parable there as far as being i guess um killed um, or ended by the very people that you're trying to kind of extend yourself to we've got to be careful with this narrative yeah. um because he was just killed by some loser He's probably been, he's, he's gone to that store so many times and nothing's happened to him. Oh, I assume nothing's happened to him. I'm not there day in, day out. I wasn't there day in, day out. But yeah, how many, imagine how many times he's been there and he and hasn't nothing been killed. Happened. Yeah, so we've got to be careful with that narrative about him being killed in the community. Yes, he was killed in Crenshaw, but it was just by some, some loser. I wanted to, I guess, respond to... Um, forgot your name but his point about the Tupac references then I'll touch on what you said so I think it's interesting that you said that I guess Nipsey was almost like a better Tupac than Tupac and I guess that makes sense but I guess Tupac had this thing about being like he's never going to be the person that changes the world but he'll spark the brain of the person like who will be that change mm -hmm. um, I, so I feel like it makes sense but then he was never one you might talk about time you might say he, he was never even given time to like 
do the things that Nipsey did. And so maybe that's like an element of a difference. Um, I also don't think it's fair to compare in a sense of who was better or who was more of who. I think when it when it comes to music, when it comes to influence, like the people that came before you are part of the, almost like the shoulders that you stand on and kind of help create your legacy. So I feel like that's almost like the, the relation there. And then you talking about, I guess the conversation about the community. And I almost feel like as dark as this may sound, I mean, I should blow my face just in case, but <laughs> as dark as this may sound, I almost feel like if there was anywhere that he was going to be almost taken out, he would probably want it to, to have been there. Cause it's like, this is where I literally laid my foundations. This is like the heart of my community. So if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to, and I almost, not to be like, cause I forgot the video, but there was in one of the, the images um, where he was counting out the bills. And then he had the image of um, Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. And I remember like reading Malcolm X's autobiography and him having that sense of like, he knows he's going to die at the hands of violence. And I almost feel like when you're part of the gangbang in life, and even when you're trying to come out of it, there is a sense of, I could get, I could get shot. I could get killed at any point. And so if it was going to happen, that moment, it's almost that carefreeness of, yes, I will go to the, I will go to my community, I'll go to my store, like, and what? If I die, then, if I die, I die. <laughs> but that sort of sense of, this is my home, this is like, where I represent, so if I get taken out. I was just gonna add on top of that, uh, Nipsey himself had admitted that on that same block, on that same corner, he has been having, you know, multiple altercation. So it was as if the, 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 it's the poetic justice of how he made that block the safe, a safer place, but ultimately that block was where he he ended up dying. But I don't think he was ever afraid of that possibility of dying. The same way that you said, you know, he he's, he's been a gangbanger. He's been on the front line. So the, the, the fear of death for him was never something that he was, he was anticipating. And uh, so I think, yeah, him dying there is, is a sad poetic justice in a sense, because I probably feel like Ten years prior, he would have been, he would have died there, and he would have just been like a, any any other person because of how dangerous that block was before. Yeah, but yeah. only because he's made it safer was that was that more of like a surprise or a shock. I don't know what you meant by parable exactly, what you was alluding to, but um, I think there's an irony about you know as we're speaking about the comparison between Nipsey and Meek Mill, where is the fact that you know Meek has moved away from his his hood and his community and you know i don't know how much meek mill contributed to his community in fact i remember the story of you know there was young kids asking i think i was selling water or something to try and um meek mill pulled up in his fancy rolls royce or whatever it was and wound down the window just enough so he could speak to the peasant children and they was asking oh can they sell him some water and i think he gave them like there was all these kids and they think he gave them like a dollar or something like five dollars yeah and like there was this whole big um backlash about how you know he came to his hood he saw these young children and he didn't give them more than five dollars i think or whatever it was a dollar and i think the irony of it was one of those children that was actually selling him um was actually selling him water actually ended up getting killed okay. and actually died so it was kind of like an outrage of like you know you 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 almost you know took your hood for granted you you could have done much better um, but yet, Meek Mill is not there. He's outside. He's living in his mansion, wherever, and he's still alive. Compared to Nipsey, who was the one that actually went to his community and actually helped people, and ended up getting killed by it. So I just think the, the comparison between the two of them are, are very interesting. I, mean, I don't know what the message is here. I know you said that you know that um, we shouldn't say that just because he was there that was the reason why he got killed. But at the same time, if it wasn't there, he wouldn't have been killed in his hood. What I was like speaking to is that like I think in I think in hip hop, like a lot of artists who pass away, mm. like high proportion a high a high percentage of them um actually die in, you know, the hoods in all the environments in which they grew up in, right? Firstly. But secondly, um it's a thing of Nipsey has obviously like elevated uh, has obviously been elevated in the eyes of or the eyes and the minds of those that he's grown up with right mm. so he's seen as this iconic figure in in that environment but it almost felt that he saw everyone else 
as the same still or that they were on um, on the same level so to speak when in fact they were worlds apart you know and it was more so me maybe touching upon um, a naivety um, that may have um, been played out on his part mm. as far as his true kind of position um, within that. Like, was he trying to do too much? Mm. You know, was did he have too much faith, you know, in the people, you know, that he was, um, you know, surrounded by? i got to reject that, that point about the naivety and, I, and I'll go back to it again. Like, he's really loved in his community. Yeah. Like, this is one guy, and I don't know if anyone's read The Life and Times of Nipsey Hussle by uh, uh, Robert J. Kenner. Brilliant book. Like, really, really recommend reading that. And the way he broke down the story is, is, is Nipsey pulled up at the shop when I was this guy, what's his name? Let's not even say his name anyway. Um, and um, something about a snitch, uh, and then Nipsey said, oh, you know, there's some papers going around. Then the guy went around the corner, got a gun, and came back like, ah. Yeah, obviously it happened in the community, but we can't say he was killed by the community. The community loves him. It was one person. Like, yeah, I, I reject that. Like, he's how long? How long has he lived in? How long did he live in Crenshaw all his life? Like, wasn't killed before. It was just, just one person. You know, we can't pin the whole community on that one person. Yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah, I, I wouldn't take that story. But I get where you're coming from. If he wasn't there, logically, he wouldn't have been killed. Who knows, maybe that guy could have bucked him elsewhere, mm. you know? There could have been another idiot somewhere else, you know? Yeah, I'm coming to DUL everything. Um, <laughs> just because uh, I wanted to go to, back to the point of um, what was Nipsey's message. Yeah. And um, I think that's, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but why people uh, feel so strongly about him and his story and his music is it's all tied up in the message. Like it's not just like a, these aren't just rap songs. It's like bigger than that and deeper than that. And um, so I, I, I can only speak to what it feels like for me. And for me, it feels like, like me personally, I believe that we, in our world, there's these structures that we give a lot of time and energy to that need, that need us more than we need them. Yeah. And like the music industry being like a prime example of that. Um, like the people that profit the most off of the music industry are the ones that, you know, get creators in debt and get them in these deals and, you know, basically just siphon away um, what these artists could otherwise keep for themselves and prosper. And to, to me, a lot of um, Nipsey's message is like, like, fuck the middleman. We don't need, they need us, we don't need them and I'm going to go on this route and you can start from somewhere and build it up and get to something. And that is a really powerful idea. And this album caps, caps it off. And you were saying, I think this conversation was over here earlier, like saying that it's okay to like, you can say that stuff, but when you live it out and you live it out from the place where he started from, it becomes like a really... Um, it just demonstrates what's possible and that really hits me personally and I think it hits another, a lot of people which is why there's this outpouring um, when he when he passes away and why why people resonate with that concept so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I wanted to just touch on, I gotta, I gotta come back at the narrative that he's not um, like a great rapper basically. Um, like on dedication, his verses are the best verses, in my opinion. What, um, on the song with Kendrick? Yeah, on the, on the song with Kendrick. Um, the storytelling on Blue Laces too. You know, that's these. you're there. If you hear that song, you're there. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? And um, yeah, just, I'm not going to go into all the other songs, but I just, I, I think because, because he's not known, because people aren't um, shouting him out for his, because um, him being an MC primarily, that might get lost in the in the wash a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd say. I don't think Nipsey is primarily a rapper. I think everything else he does is more of what who he is than the actual rap. I think if he didn't rap, he would still be the same person that he is. 
where I think because most of these rappers are who they are because of they rap. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's why his music um, comes across um, so authentic. I think what you said is accurate and I probably, I think you used the word storyteller and I think that's probably what I'd call him. Like he's a storyteller. He tells his story, like whether that's him living out his story in terms of the things he's actually doing or how he like conveys his message. So I, I definitely agree with that. So there's a point I'm going to make, and then there's a set, this, the last one is almost like a for a spanner in the works to see how you guys feel. Not devil's advocate, but a spanner in the works. So the first one um, would be, I think, addressing your point about him being um, not taken out by his community and then obviously not by his community, by a loser. But I feel like there's a, a catch-22 when we talk about rappers and authenticity or, or anyone in hip-hop and authenticity because there is that element of if you're in a community and you're surrounded by violence and you're aware of that violence and you communicate that and that is what is part of your story and that is what is almost part of what the people love and what builds you up so you're almost like a person who was built up by I guess the circumstances of your community when you now start making it and you're no longer suffering in the same way that the people around you are suffering so I guess that's when that that sense of distance comes in but then to what extent do you then stop rapping about the things that your community are facing if you're like okay i'm going to move out of the hood and i, I don't know i want to be safer now it's like okay so what story are you telling now because now you're removed from the things that like sort of built you up so it's almost like you're losing that sense of authenticity because if you now start rapping about something else fair enough you're authentic to that life but you're removed from the community that made you so it's almost like you're caught in this catch-22 of do i stay and build here and try to change the things that i'm talking about or do i leave and then become removed from from the situation. So that's the first thing. And then <laughs> throwing a spanner in the works. So we're talking about his message. We're talking about almost like pull your pull yourself up by your bootstraps. To what extent is he is his message essentially just, I guess, the American dream repackaged for the black community? If it's just okay, capitalism reforms like Warren Buffett's story of like I guess having nothing and then making it and becoming a billionaire. If he had made more than millions and became a billionaire and then he became this. To what extent is that actually changing stuff for the black community? Because there's only so much capital you can build. It will always be on the backs of other people. Someone's going to have to buy your training. I, really, I think that's a really good question. Uh, on that note, I think when you see Nipsey's and his business models and his, uh, his ideas, a lot of it was very much uh, community building and not community, not building his worth at the expense of the community. He very much intended to uh, kind of break the cycle of exploitation in, within his community. And uh, that's why he was very invested in tech. Maybe on the larger scale, the money that tech is able to uh, f fuel or whatever, like the, the things that tech was to fuel is perhaps more capitalistic than the day-to-day -day life that he was living. But essentially, his story is very much a rag from riches story. It's, it is an American dream story. Um, nevertheless, I don't think he was intending to do it on the back of the people that he was around or he wasn't looking to exploit anybody. That's why I don't feel like his story is similar to a Warren Buffett story where it's ultimately money over everything or it's going to be, uh, I, I will disregard someone else's life just because of, how it much was, money I can get like out. He, it's a win-win situation. That yeah, he's, he's looking, he very as much looks to just himself. Yeah, like he very much had the message of community building. We're doing this as a family. We're doing it as a unit. I'm taking everybody with me. I'm not just yeah. trying to make it by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want everyone around me to win, which is why he made the investment within his community, which, like I said earlier, that specific part where he started his business was by this by far the most dangerous but do but do, but, but to to your point and i think that's a really good point for a few for a few reasons one reason is because like i think um you know hip-hop is 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 very much um is is very much like a reflection or barometer of black culture right and what we find is is that there's a lot of reverence um placed on people who've done you know really bad things in their past you know if we look at some of the yeah. most 
um, iconic rappers. You know, a lot of them have origins, you know, which come from, you know, quite a negative place, whether mm. it be um, drug dealing, whether it be, um, you know, potential homicide, so on and so yeah. forth. But then they're placed, but they're then placed on the pedestal mm-hmm. to then where they're kind of telling everyone else how to live their lives. Is there like an irony? Is there like an irony there? There is, there is an irony, but I think it's more so a result of the environment that they grew up in. I don't think none of these guys are trying to come and p- portray themselves as perfect. I think it's the, it's almost the hope that they give to people who live similar experiences that, oh, there is a better life uh, and, and it's possible to escape the cycle of violence and drugs and, 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 yeah. and everything that they, they see around them. So it's there's that aspirational aspect of it where if they see somebody who's lived the same experiences as them have a better future, it's helping them not to lose hope. Um, it, evidently, it has been coerced or co-opted before to, to lead people astray. But I still feel like the their, their journey is very different from the typical capitalistic rack to riches journey where it's everyone encouraging them to only think about themselves being self-centered be selfish whereas the stories from hip-hop there's almost that sense of despair for the people who have to make it out because they really have no other choice yeah um and when they do make it out they try to look at it from a sense of celebration um but yeah i don't think it's the same stories cool let's go here it's a great question um however nipsey is very different so the american dream is built Yep. Okay, there's somebody who benefits and somebody who suffers, okay? Nipsey is not trying to benefit at the expense of anyone else and he's not trying to teach that to, to black people. He's trying to say, have your own. Stop being exploited. Stop being a part of somebody else's American dream. Stop being a slave to these labels. Have it your own way. Go direct to consumer. And he didn't just say this, he demonstrated this with, with his work. Like, he charged... Um, P2P, what was that called again on Crenshaw? Yeah. So he was show, he was giving us a model. He was giving us game. He exposed the game and he was telling us how it works. And that wasn't so you can go away and now start exploiting other people. He's saying, look, we've been exploited. He was like a bit of a Malcolm X in that way. And that, you know, um, yep. just about all money in, you know, let's, let's build from, from the, let's stop being used and abused by others and let's start building our own power base. For me, that's not the American dream. American dream is let's exploit others. And other rappers, there are other black rappers who do pursue and, and repackage that American dream because they'll come and start rapping about all sorts of rubbish just to sell their albums and kind of poison minds. That's that's exploitation to a yeah, large yeah, yeah. extent. But Nipsey wasn't about that. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree more with what you just, what you just said because, and and I think it's the, the way I would sum it up is it's not about that I make it, it's about we can make it, you get me? So, and I think it's not preachy either because the part of it that really moves me personally is not someone telling me, th- the thing that really moves anybody is not someone telling them stuff, it's them doing things, do you get me? Like, yeah. it's you see it and then you see, oh, I I know him like I, and now this, so I can do as well, it's empowering not exploiting and that's the difference um and it's hard coded into these songs man and if you and if and if you want to go and find it it's there and that's why like it's 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 big that's why i love this album because it's it's kind of functional in that way like if i'm trying to go somewhere i can you i can tap into that same energy and remind myself of who i am do you know what i'm saying and who we all are collectively so yeah, I I um I think it's a really great question. Like um the American dream, is it the repackaged American dream? But I think that's why I'd say it's not. Let's bring the mic back to the west side. <laughs> <laughs> you and I know it's the best side. So <laughs> I wanna say that um, you know, you find with most um rap there's this proverbial proverbial you or proverbial other, whereas oh I'm better than you, nigga, and you ain't got you ain't got this nigga and and I always find that nips you never really have that in Nipsey's m- music. Yeah. He never really raps as if he's rapping like he's better than somebody else or against somebody else. 
anytime he kind of raps in that kind of sense, it's generally a story he's telling about an incident that he's had with someone before or something along those lines. And I think that, you know, his music isn't condescending in that way. I think that's why his music is so uplifting. It's like he's rapping alongside you rather than against you yeah. a lot of time. And that's what I find from from um, his music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to throw something out there because um, I kind of mentioned it earlier that it's it's more of not just one album. It's we, we kind of talking about his life and all his his different pieces of work. Um, my my favorite song is uh, Face the World off the Crenshaw album. So just to, I mean, if you're gonna throw it out there, if if, if anyone can sort of say what is their their favorite album, because if I had to choose one album to listen to to his, it wouldn't be this one. Yeah, it wouldn't be for how for how good it is. It hasn't got like um, you know all get right and a few of the other songs that really that I really want to listen to in terms of beat selection and stuff. So I don't know if anyone else can add anything because I haven't listened to all his his older older stuff just kind of reflecting I think my three out of five is a, is a very personal one um because I am comparing the feeling I get now to the feeling I got when I first heard Nipsey yeah and I would say like he has like mixed like he has a mixtape called like bullets ain't got no name or um the marathon continues which is a little bit later 2011 when he just came out on the XXL freshman that's when he kind of like catapulted into the um into the scenes but i would say that some of my favorite yeah the nipsey projects i would say bullets ain't got no name and the marathon and the marathon continues in terms of favorite nipsey songs i would say songs like reality closer than close um rose click um armies all by myself which was a song that he had with j-rock and he put a two-pack verse on there so if you ever want to know what nipsey and two-pack sound like on a track listen to army all by myself and admittedly he was fairly preachy but i was at a point in time when i was really appreciating preachy rap music um and that's when he really did he is really f philosophical and i think that kind of leads into what he said about he's very weary it's almost as if someone had told him like you know slow down even on this album he says a lot of people tell him um you know dumb it down they're not gonna get you and i feel like that is a response to the Nipsey I knew back then, okay. which admittedly was quite preachy. And he had a lot to say because Nipsey always says that knowledge is power, which is why he reads so much. And I think he just couldn't wait to just share the knowledge that he had in his head, yeah. which is why when he started music, a lot of it was poured out quite unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, that's, I think that's quite interesting. Um, the fact that he as you say, has been said, because I, I don't really know Nipsey's story too much, that he was kind of like an avid reader and reading was very strong um, like within, within his immediate household because it's a thing where if, if, you're, if you're kind of like on that kind of road of continuously attaining knowledge and you're around people who may not be, then in almost every instance of your your um your journey with them chances are is that you actually know more and you actually know better than them which is why it's interesting that he shares such a common um experience with with um with people from you know these these environments then he kind of comes full circle to kind of like be the person to kind of take everyone to the promised land, so to speak. I just wanted to ask, well, I'll give it a person, I just wanted to ask you a question. As somebody that's witnessed, you, you said you, this isn't the album that you prefer compared to his previous ones. What would you say is the difference between his previous ones and how would you describe his journey um, from where he was to, to where he's now? What is it that you maybe think that you don't like because of the journey or what is it you do like that he had said before? Um, I would say just quite plainly this album I mean when it comes to preachy messages um, it's not just what's been said it's like it's how it's been said and to be honest a lot of Nipsey's older work he does string together really beautiful sentences quite simply and it was like quite poetic so it wasn't just what he was saying it was how he was saying it and I think with this album and I really did attach myself to that the way he used to like piece together his sentences and like you said some people can say the most powerful things in really simple ways and that's what he used to do and i feel like on this album if i was listening to objectively i wouldn't give anybody this album to sell nipsey because i know what nipsey 
can do. Um, in terms of his journey, I would say, I do agree that this is the perfect um, title, Victory Lap. It is, it is a great wrap up of everything that he's been kind of living and breathing and advocating throughout the time. And I think he can afford to not have his best work on his victory lap because of what he's done in the past. Um, but looking, I looked at this album very objectively and I, that's probably why, you know, um, the body of work just wasn't, in my opinion, a standalone on its own without extract the Nipsey, extract, you know, the history and all of that. Just look, listening to this sonically, I feel it wasn't one of the best rap albums I've heard considering of other, you know, other things I've listened to. I, I think Crenshaw's his best project clear okay. for me because the production on Crenshaw in his earlier stuff content was great production for me was a bit in some places so Crenshaw for me is 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 the best project best song for me is Road to Riches like I was listening to that every morning when I was writing a book actually and when I had my uh, mental blocks I'd listen to that song it would just get me going but um I wanted to, to ask a question if I may and it's yeah. off the back of a point you made about him being that guy that's leading the people to the promised land. And I've been trying to really work this out. And I've been trying to get an answer from his music and I haven't really got one. So maybe you guys can help me. Is he a self-proclaimed leader or has the, have the people made him a leader? Has he, has he positioned himself as saying, look, you know, I, I will show you the way or have the people just gravitated towards him and, and put that title on him? I think um, leaders just lead, leaders solve problems. And that's how you lead. You don't lead by telling people what to do. You lead, like you have the courage to solve problems, basically, and do. And um, I think that puts you in a place of leadership. And that's where he found himself. I was actually going to touch on, I guess, how fitting I feel it being called the victory lap is. And then I feel like that, I'll expand and I feel like that answers your point. So I was going to say like, the marathon the marathon continues victory lap like us almost being like this wasn't his best work we like the other ones and i was thinking okay you're you're running a marathon you've surpassed every single person that's like running against you it's the victory lap because you know you've won it's like i almost don't have to do too much like if you if you if you've been watching me you know how i got here you know why i'm in front of everyone else so i almost don't have to do too much i can sort of just bask in it and do whatever i want and I was like, okay, that's so fitting. And then going to the idea of like, I guess leadership and, and how is a, is a leader made? Are they born? Like, is it the people that, that make them? I think it's again, that same, keeping that same sort of metaphor of someone running their own race. I feel like it's that single-minded determination to be the best or to make it in whichever way success looks like to you. And the people who see that and respect that and see it as a reflection of what they're trying to do in their own lives, gravitate towards that. 100%. So it's almost like by setting your own lane, yeah. people then choose to follow yeah. that. So, yeah. I think he wanted to be a leader though. Okay. I think he was quite clear on his power. Yeah. Um, he does say, I'm the Tupac of my generation. He, 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 saw, he saw his power. Yeah. And um, he wasn't um, scared to, to exactly. double down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that last element was one thing I was going to add to that. The fact that although he wasn't necessarily coming out of gate saying that I'm the leader, I'm the leader, he also understood by the power of his ambition and where he wants to position himself is. He will inspire He will people. have to be a leader. Oh, he, yeah, he will become a leader by default. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's that mindset of, yes, he wanted to do things his own way and the gravitas of leadership basically pulled a team around him because I think originally he was just a leader of his own team. He wasn't really trying to be a community leader like that. He was just doing his own thing with his own crew and then the community started gravitating around him because he wanted to be at the service of the community and just by default they wanted to support him like that. But ultimately for his dreams and his ambition, he dreamed of himself being at a certain position and that required him to be a leader of a community and that just happened because he was doing the best that he could. Yeah. I guess... Um um, you know, we, we've got time constraints tonight, but there's a question I want to, like, finish on. And, um, you know, this wasn't planned. Um, but, you know, I think the the album title Victory Lap is a very interesting one. You know, um, you know, I think, as Liam mentioned earlier, um, you know, his first album was what? The Marathon. The mixtape was, sorry, his first project was the, the, the marathon, then he ends on the victory lap. 
Like, do we think that this would have been his last album had he stayed alive, or do you think there would have been more scope for him to make more music? Yeah, so he was planning a couple more projects. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen the interview with Charlemagne. And uh, the titles he had in mind, um, very interestingly, is uh, The Spook Who Sat By The Door. Has anyone read the book? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't read the book, but I've yeah. heard of it. So, yeah. And um, ex uh, Exit Strategy were the two titles he had okay. in mind. And I think he was moving into that mode of, okay, we've done the marathon. That's my come up. That's me sort of independent, now sort of semi-independent with, with Atlantic. And then now you're saying, okay, we're going to... Uh, break out of the industry exit mm. strategy is is when you're leaving and yeah, yeah. spooky sat by the door is a man who infiltrates an industry so he was moving into that space now of like okay this is just ripped this apart so i think he had a couple more in him we well, said he had a couple more in him yeah yeah this is a shame we didn't get to hear him and he also had a project with meek mill allegedly with oh, really? yeah they've got with some yeah, content yg as well he had a, he, yeah he had a, a, a yeah him and meek were recording okay yeah Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, um, like we'll, we'll, we'll finish. We'll finish. We'll finish with you. I like your question, and I feel like having watched the uh, funeral processing, his mom's speech actually gave me a lot of not comfort per se, but kind of closure in a sense. Because according to his mom, he was aware that his final days were coming for some supernatural spiritual reason. He had that sort of sense of of his of his ending. Mm. probably wasn't aware of how that was going to happen but he just had that i don't know how people sometimes explain it but when people have that foreshadowing of their end days he had that energy around him and that's why she said she claims that when she found out that he had been she wasn't surprised wounded, she wasn't surprised she yeah. wasn't um she wasn't affected as much as you would expect a mother to be so maybe he probably wasn't conscious of it how he was uh, planning his trajectory or how he was naming his project, but there was something that maybe the universe had already aligned. Just the lining for him, for him to to depart at this specific point, which Got is unfortunate. You. But yeah, I knew about the 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 material that he wanted to put out, and that's another reason why I was very very pained by Tata. his passing because I, I I was anticipating because yeah he has yeah, so yeah. much more to give. Cool. Well, I think we end it there um, tonight. It's, it's funny like these discussions can just go by so fast but yeah i think i think we'll bring an end to that um today you know i, I really um, appreciate everyone coming today but also bringing you know great discussion and great energy you know we 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 pride ourselves on creating a space where people can you know come together and really discuss um you know the music that we kind of hold close to our hearts but um but yeah let's let's round it up there and um yeah see you next time guys thank you okay.